know why the man put that they all that though. Here we go. What's up, sous chefs, and welcome back to another installment here at The Melting Pot. I'm your host, Sly. I'm Cardi the Dawn. And the topic we have in the hot seat today is, drumroll please. I forgot the topic. Oh my God! (laughs) And the topic that we have on the hot seat today is dead-end jobs. Mm. Yep, that's right, we said it dead end jobs and we know that a lot of people can relate to this me myself included but what is a dead end job for you one and done career people a dead end job is a job that's not going anywhere you cannot move up the ladder there's no advancement there's no pay you're just stuck you're 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 stuck like bro i'm stuck here right and what it really means to be stuck like you probably don't see it at first but then you get into emotion, you get into a routine, a couple people piss you off, you really, you really find it hard to get out of bed and go to work. And then it just hits you all at once, like, dang, I'm going nowhere. There is no advancement, like Cartier said, no upward mobility whatsoever. It's like you show up, you do the same thing um all day. And on the job, I know for me, I've been a couple of dead end jobs and you know you're talking to people you're talking to your co-workers and you you ask them how long they've been here and some of them got married to be like 30 years 30 right 30 years how have you done this for 30 years like how how why why exactly <laughs> for what reason like that's like <laughs> Like, it's just like, yo, you spent 30 years. Like, I, y'all, I used to work at Red Lobster. And as upward as you can move in, Red Lobster is becoming the manager. It's just like, I, I used to work under a chef because I, I was a, a sous chef. Hey, and, and now you did Yeah, I was, hey, I was a sous chef. Prep sous chef. She's a head chef now, baby. <laughs> hey, on period. <laughs> My own business, mine's, it's mine's. But, um... You know, I work closely with uh, the person who trained me and she just, she's been working there like 30, 30, 35 years. And a little Mexican lady, you know, came, had the, you know, immigration story, came over, got a job here and never really left. And this was in uh, Tennessee, small town, uh, Murfreesboro. And all of that just sounds like what? Depressing, depressing, depressing. Especially to me, I'm like one years old at, at that point. And I'm, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna be working here for a couple, you know, a couple couple months, maybe a year, you know, see what happens. I just need some money, you know what I'm saying? In school, want some side money. Put towards an investment towards my future, you know what I'm saying? That didn't last long, <laughs> cause I quit. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just one of the places, but. Yeah, dead, dead in jobs, though, it'll really make you... It, it's depressing, honestly. No sugarcoat around it. Like, and when we say dead in jobs, we're talking about, like... Because, of course, we know, like, if you have a degree, the sky's the limit, you can go anywhere. So, but, right. but like, and let's just say you don't have a degree and you're working at a job, and, of course, hopefully, when you're in the interview process, you ask, is there room for... Um, you know, is there room for growth? 
And you know, they're like, of course, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of room for growth, lots of room for growth. Then once you get there, in order to get this position, you got to have a bachelor's in this and 15 years of experience and blah, 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 blah. So that you really don't have room for growth without that. And then like, it even sucks for a lot of intro position jobs. You got to have three to five years of experience. How can I get three to five years of experience if I can't get into the job? Like, I don't, I don't understand that logic at all. Like it, it doesn't make sense. For an intro position job, I have to have three to five years of experience. You're going you're gonna to pay me the least amount of money that you can pay me. I'm talking about barely making by. However, one thing about me, I have never took a job less than like 10.25, no cap. I don't care. I live in Georgia. And right now the minimum wage is 7.25. In high school, I wasn't gonna make no seven, eight, nine dollars. College, I'm not gonna make no seven, eight, nine dollars. I'm what, what, what can I do with that? Logistically, I can't make that work. And especially if I'm gonna work somewhere, if I'm gonna work somewhere and there's no room for growth, at least you can pay me 10, almost $11. That's, I mean, now of course I don't wanna hear, well, maybe you should get a degree, blase, 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 look at my age. I'm working on that, I've been working on that, you know. Right, and then you get there and that on, the truth is, yeah, it don't work out like that either. Yeah, and one thing I've always, I don't know. I've always been ahead of the game. So when I'm in an interview process, because one thing about me, I have quit a lot of jobs. And we're going to talk about that later on. This he definitely has. I have, <laughs> my resume is longer than the amount of people here tell me have free. Okay, no exaggeration. If you know me, you know I'm telling the truth. I'm talking about I can get me a job so quick because I know I can quit. I mean, but hey, we're going to get into that later. When I'm on the job, I'm about my business. I'm going to work hard. I don't slack off until I just can't take the job no more. But again, we're going to talk about that later as well. But when I'm in the interview process, I always ask these questions. Is there room for growth? You tell me yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to I'm going to hold you to that. But I'm also going to ask, can you um, explain a little bit more about the opportunity that you have for growth? No one has taught me to ask these questions, but these are questions that I just need to know because when I get somewhere, I need to be somewhere where I know that, even though I don't stay there long, I need to know that there's possibly room for growth. Then I ask, um, is there overtime? Because one thing about me, I'm going to go do some overtime because I have trips. I got, I like clothes. I like to shop. So I'm going to work that overtime. Yeah, and that's another good point because, like, you know, especially for us, we're young adults who are trying to progress and move forward and start our lives. And, you know, something it's something about life that just says screw you because the dead-end jobs add more fuel to the fire. It's like the dead-end jobs usually are the ones that, you know, pay the most. Not necessarily because, you know, McDonald's ain't paying y'all crap. But, like, you know, factory jobs. Oh, so they start, like, 15. They start, like, 13. Get good 15 for Amazon. Um, <clears throat> plus, you get, you know, all the hours you want, all the overtime you want. <laughs> Uh, holiday pay and everything, you know, so, but those are the ones that just suck the most, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and that's the point you, that I was trying to make. Yeah. Like, 
I was <clears throat> I was gonna get down to the point of, you know, I know all the things, I'm a hard worker, blase, blase, blase. Right. But when it comes to dead end jobs, I'm not gonna take your bull crap. Exactly. I'm and that's another thing. You're not gonna barely pay me and then give me your butt the kiss. Like my a job that I had, y'all, this <laughs> job really <laughs> a lot of them tried it, but this one tried it. So I had a job. I work um, security. Now, like I said, I'm in an interview and I asked about the overtime. But when I say overtime, I want the overtime on my time, not your time. I want to go when I want to go. So the man was like, oh, yeah, 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 there's overtime. And he was like, um, you know, a lot of times when they need people to stay over, they're asking. Um, they just get the people off the floor and if you want to stay over, you can't. We never have a problem with people wanting to stay. He said in the interview, we never have a problem with people wanting to stay over for overtime. Okay, cool. So I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Let me tell you how that broke down. Y'all, my shift was from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., right? 6 a.m. So I'm up all night. I come to work on time. I'm up all night. They had me at the most boringest post. I'm just looking at the wall all freaking night long. Then there, there was a split in the shift where they they will you will change post and go somewhere else. Now, I worked at a hospital, a level one trauma center. If you know what that is, that means all kind of stuff rolling through. All kind of stuff at, at this trauma center. Did I get to see any of it? No. They kept putting me, I was either at a boring post or another boring post. The most action I got to see was in the, it was like a place where they send people for like 72 hours. It was a room for like, um, I'm not gonna call them mental patients, but they were, they were, they were them type of people. Now they, I did get to see a little bit of that, but for the most part, by the time I got in there, they were asleep. You did have one, he didn't sleep at all. So from two to six, he was up. He just wanted to go home. Little dude just wanted to go home. He can't go home. So that was, other than that, I was, but I was stuck in boring posts. So how it works is you work from 10 to six and the contract that the hospital had with security company, they have to have so many, so many officers there. Like they just had to have. So we got paid every week on Thursday. Thursday was paid out. So on Thursday, you know, the first shift was calling out. They wasn't coming. So how it worked was if they called out, we had to stay over until 10 a.m. Until, you know, that little switch, that shift position swap thing. So maybe they could put you here or wait for somebody to come in if somebody was going to come in. So you mean tell me I'm here from 10 to 10. And it wasn't an option. So we go back into the office after our shift and they'll be like, OK, we need no, no joke. They'll say something like this especially on payday, we need 12 people that want to stay. 12 people. So you mean tell me 12 people from your other shift didn't come in? And I feel like that was selfish because, bro, y'all slept all night long and now you expect me to stay? This ain't for me. This ain't for me. So, you know, we in the room and let's just say nobody from my shift wanted to stay. So the supervisor would do this little, I, I call it Russian roulette. He will ball up some pieces of paper, either put a smiley face or a number from one to how many they need on there and ball them up, put them in his hand and walk around 
and you got to pick one and open it in front of him. And if you got that smiley face or that number, you was here to stay. Now, you can refuse, but you can only do that two times. Other than that, it's a write-up. You're going to write me up because your first, <laughs> first step I come, bro. Your first shit? Oh, no. no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no. We, we not going to do that over here. We, that's what Wait we a minute. Was no. that was that like a siren going off? Was that the effect? That was the siren, the car crash. It was a whole <laughs> accident at this hospital. Cause you tripping, bro. You you tripping. And they did not tell me none of this at the interview. They didn't tell me this at Orient. No. Let me let me go back a little bit. I'm gonna go back a little bit because I'm oh, gonna... of course not. Why would they? Of course not, right. At orientation, you sign a paper that basically says if they need somebody to stay over those extra four hours, because you know from six to 10 makes four, you sign that paper saying that you you can't get mad that they asked you to do that. You basically sign yourself up for that. And of course, you know, at the time, I didn't need a job, I wanted a job, so I signed it. But I was not really, but the way they worded it, it was kind of worded how the interview man said it. Oh, you can get four hours of overtime it was very worded very they downplayed how it was so now we back at this are you serious now we're gonna go back you serious i got to st- i gotta get written up because some other person didn't want to get out of bed and make it to the shift that they signed up for they signed up to be here from six to two that's bull crap that's bull crap so a lot of times, I always said no. I, I I always said no. I think I, I was only there for like two or three months, maybe. I probably stayed over twice. I didn't mind, but I did mind. But a lot of times, I did say no. So I did say that you're supposed to get written up, and I didn't. I just kept going home. Like, but whatever. It was always other people that wanted to stay. And I, I always, for some reason, I just got the right piece of paper. Now, I did get one time where I did have to stay. And it was, it was I mean, I picked the paper. I can't lie. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. So, hey, it is what it was. Now, this one particular morning, my last morning, my last morning went like this. <laughs> um, They already tried some funny stuff that night where they moved me to another building because it was a family of 12. I was watching this lobby. Nobody was in here. It was a family of 12. They asked, could they sit in the lobby because they had to stand outside because their mama was dying. And it's COVID time. So you can only see these people two at a time. It's coldest ever outside. No one ever told me. Oh, nothing. They didn't tra- They didn't tra- train me. They didn't walk me around the hospital. They just put me at a place. So when I first got there, people like, how you get to this place, this place? Ma'am, I'm just as lost as you. I don't even know where I'm at. Don't know where I'm at. Now, this hospital, I have been, you know, coming here since I was like a kid or whatever, but I never worked here. So I've only seen the emergency room and where the nurse or the doctor has walked me to and from. I've never, where I'm at, I didn't even know we had until I worked there. I ain't even gonna hold you. Yeah, so they didn't tell me a lot of policies and procedures. They just said, you sit here. Oh, you go to this one, you write this down there 15 minutes, bam. So this one, they never said, oh, can't nobody sit up in here. So my supervisor got upset that I let somebody sit up in here. And in front of the family, 
he moved me to another building. And I was just like, you did all of that. You called another officer in here because you don't want nobody that's going to sit here. When you could have just said, hey, nobody can sit here because y'all never told me that from the beginning. And I didn't like that. That was strike one. Don't try to, you know, do that in front of nobody else. You know what I'm saying? That's not how you, that's not how you do business. That's not how we, that's not how we do business. So they moved me to another room, right? Another building. I'm sitting in this building. Nobody comes here to about... 6 a.m., you know, when the, when the morning shift first come. Nobody's in here. So it was another... So I'm just sitting in this dark lobby. All the lights are off. It was another officer that was like, you know you're in the wrong part, right? You're supposed to go over there. Again, no one ever told me that. So I finally get over there. And bam, okay. Cool, I'm over here. It's fine. So now the shift is finally ended. I'm back at the office where we meet up at. And to make the long story short, they needed people to stay. Now, this particular morning, this particular morning, I had to go somewhere. Honestly, I had some, I had other plans. I had to go out of town. So I had think, some things I had to take care of and some other things. So we just sitting in the room. They need people. It's payday, of course. So you know the first shift is gone, as I previously mentioned. I'm not saying nothing. I'm just sitting in the room waiting for other officers to volunteer or be voluntold. But it wasn't going to be me. And one thing about it, this was either going to be my last day or my last day. I, But I knew my last day was coming up anyway because, like I said, this was not the position for me. It wasn't the position for me. I like that we got paid every week. I'm not going to cap. That's the only thing that would kept me. Because, But other than that, Okay, it wasn't a hard job. I was just, I was sitting on the phone. I don't really get a job while I sit on the phone. But, so, make a long story short, um, you know, everybody was going home that day. Everybody was going home that day. So, the room where we meet up at, at the end of the shift, was very small. It looked like a closet in a New York apartment. It was very small. So, because it was so small, supervisor stood on one side, the officer stood on another side. I don't know why they did that, but it was that's what the computers were. So the supervisor came by me on this morning. Mind you, they don't ever come on this side of the office. So he came by me and then he like went back on his side of the office. So we're all leaving, you know, they just like forget it. Don't nobody want to stay. Everybody's out the door. I'm on my way out the door. So then the supervisor called me by my last name. You don't know anything about security job. They call you by your last name. So they, he was like, come on down. Like it's a game show. Didn't like that. In front of So they hand me a write-up. You want to hand me a write-up, but you didn't know these other people a write-up that just left with me. So they didn't get one. Didn't like that. Also, you don't write up your first shift. You want to know how I know? Because they never come to work. So ain't no point. You not write up. Nobody's not coming to work. But you're going to send me a write-up? Cool, bet. Put refused to sign and walked up out of there. I ain't never came back. Never came back. You ain't never have to worry about me. I didn't call. I didn't say I was going to quit. I didn't show up for another day. I didn't care. Did I have other prospects for a job? No, I did not. Is And I don't want to hear, well, you know before you quit, but I'm, shut up. Shut up. Because if you was in my shoes, you would do the same thing. Because I'm not going to take no write-up for your first shift not coming to work. Because they can't be an adult and do what they need to do. 
Then I got a family member who was so fake and told another family member, well, he signed the paper at the training. You fake. Because when I complain to you about the job, you don't tell me that. Now I'm not going to act them out, but I know. I know that you fake. Because one thing about it, even, even if I did sign the paper, the way it was worded before I signed that paper was not how it ended up being. So you fake for that. Two, I ain't taking no, I'm not taking nobody crap for nobody's job. Like I'm not. That's not my responsibility because somebody else got paid. They got drunk. They can't get up out of the bed to come to their shift. That's not my problem. Because if I had that 62 shift, I would be there. I didn't have no 62 shift. I got the 10 to 6. Because that's what I picked. That's what I wanted. I knew I could make that. I'm not going to take no right for nobody else. And then I got a family member who's on the old school perspective of life of sometimes you just got to take things. In the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s, you might have had to take things. But listen here, lady. I'm not taking nobody crap. I'm just not. Now, especially when I do my job. Like I said, I come on time. Even though I said my positions was boring, I didn't complain about it. I did it. Did whatever whatever you asked me to do, I'm gonna do it. But what I'm not gonna do, what I'm not gonna do is take a write-up and let that write-up follow me for the rest of my life because your first shift don't want to come to work. How that sound? So yeah, I quit. I quit a dead-end job that wasn't going nowhere. I mean, I wasn't gonna do that for 20 years anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that was nah, that was, felt, all the way felt. <laughs> but it's it's funny that you brought up like you really hit on all the you hit all the um the nails right on the head because like favoritism and like learning like not to overexert yourself at these dead end jobs like that's something that I had to learn. I feel like I'm finally at a place in my, you know, my working life where I have learned that lesson that you can't overexert yourself, especially at no dead-end job. Cause there's no way to go. Why you work so dang hard? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and for no one, literally no one else around you to be putting the same energy you putting forth, like, you know, so I'm at that point where I'm like, I'm like a, um, I'm like a sponge, you know, I absorb as much as they absorb. Like, you know, if I'm working with a team and we in the groove and we got stuff going on, we moving at a good pace, that's how hard I'm working today. That's going to be my model, my example. But you got folks on their phone, um, chilling, walking around, talking, you know, just, you know, not doing anything but work. <laughs> and then I'm going to slow down, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm a natural hard worker. Like... I do anything I do, I feel like I put my best into it. But like, like I said, it's something you just gotta learn cause or you won't survive. Like, and that don't equivalent to not quitting job. Cause I mean, go ahead. Anybody who needs to know, any who need to hear this, quit your dead end job. Cause you could be putting that same energy and time into something else worth building, like or investing into your future, your your small business or whatever you got going on in your life. Cause like, I ain't gonna talk about, you know, the job I'm at now, but you know, it, this is other jobs, you know, like going back to the favoritism thing, you like you would say, you got rid up or whatever. And you was like, well, you can't hand me a right up, not hand everybody else who walked away too. No right up, like it ain't gonna just be me. Cause that ain't the way that go down. But 
it's like you get to the you working at these dead end jobs and you just a number it's like yeah it's just you just a person unless unless you know you got a male supervisor and you know they flirting with the little young girls and they you know they think they cute and oh you know they they telling you to go do this that task xyz task and then they just on their phone taking 16 bathroom breaks you know you know ain't doing nothing ain't ain't broke a sweat today while you over here slaving trying to make sure you you know you you work and do what you gotta do it's like that that's what below me it's the favoritism like Nah, but this this is this all comes from experience. Like it's you observe, you go through, you learn from it, and you cut it out, cut it out like cancer. I'm telling you, like, and mm-hmm. love, I feel that the older people they're so used to old people definitely got pretty. Nah, I'm talking about like old people, like perspective. Like when I'm when I'm talking outside of work, and I'm telling them like the issue that's going on my job. I don't want to hear. Oh, there's just gonna be stuff wherever you go. You just gotta learn to take things. Right? That, no, you don't. You don't. You don't. I get what they're saying, but yeah, it's like they not there. They don't. They don't know. Right? And then they they talking about well, I've been at my job for twenty. Look, that's back in the day. You had to do what you had to do, and you couldn't have. You didn't have many options. I got options. There's, I mean, like I, at this point, that point in my life where I was at, I was working dead end, dead end, dead end. Shoot, fast food is everywhere. Retail is everywhere. Call centers everywhere. Like there are plenty of options. I don't have to keep taking your bull crap. I'm not going to take your bull crap, bro. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Okay, now right. for, all you, for all you hard workers that have been at a job for 20 years, I commend you. Cause it's your car. That junk is hard. But this new generation of people and kids and this new age of life, we're entrepreneurs for that same reason. I honestly, I don't want to work for nobody. Dreamers. What I'm doing right now, I'm doing it because I don't want to work for nobody. I do not want to clock in at 8 a.m. if I don't have to. Especially I'm busting my butt making your you money for nothing. I'm making money for nothing. Making you money for nothing. You're paying me crap. You're paying me crap. Then, let's just say, I, if I die on your little raggedy job, you're going to hire somebody else anyway. You're not thinking about me. You don't care about me. So, taking crap for somebody else's job that don't care about me, nah, you got that. You got that. It won't be me. It won't be me. It won't be me. So, what I want everybody to listen, if you're at, if you're at a place that you're not happy Quit. I don't care. You've been there for 35 years. Quit. Well, you should probably should retire. But (laughs) (laughs) right. You crossed it. You crossed that threshold. But there's no point of going somewhere, being at a stressful job, being at a messy job. You don't have to take that. Now, that might be easier said than done for me because I don't have kids. If you got kids and you got somebody depending on you. You quit for sure, but make sure you have somewhere to go. Okay. Make sure you have a backup plan. Make sure you have, you know, because you got somebody that needs to eat. All right. Y'all don't know this, but I call Cartier Trish from, you know, just like Trish off of Austin Alley on Disney Channel, you know, back in the day. This man, every time I turn around, it feels like 
Every conversation we had, this man got a new job. I kid y'all not. This man got a new job. Cause he he like this. He telling the truth. Like he will quit a job in a minute. Like he he ain't putting up with nobody BS. No nobody, and it's just I don't have to. But <laughs> my new career path, I like it. Once I, you know, I like it. Is it going to do what it's going to do? <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I don't plan, and I've never been the 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 one who I knew all my life that I was not going to work for somebody. I knew I knew from jump, just not no exaggeration, that I don't want nobody telling me what to do. Now, I will. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm uncoachable. No, I don't want you to think that about me. I'm not uncoachable. I'm not a not a team player. I can be a team player. I can be coached. But I just want to be a, I just want my own boss. That's just that on that. I mean, there's no point in me working for somebody for 20 years um, and not getting paid what I deserve. Not getting treated how I need to be treated. You don't. You don't see me as an. And then there are companies that be like, oh, I, we see you as an employee, but you don't see me. So I just want people to feel like to listen. To listen, like if you're not happy somewhere, go where you're happy. Do what you need to do to make you happy. Like, yeah, I understand you got bills to pay. I understand you got kids to feed and mortgage and car note and insurance and this, that, this, that, this, that. I understand that. But what good is just paying bills if you're not happy? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to you. Um, I know somebody who had a job for 15 years and they left that job. Of course, they did go somewhere else. And it's too early to tell how they feel about it. But I mean they're happier than where they are now. Shoot, I was at the same job and I I feel it. Um, When you're at a job and you have supervisors that that are just there to collect the paycheck and leaving it all in your lap, especially when you work (sighs) customer service relations jobs, like call center jobs, those are the worst when you have supervisors that you get paid to take escalated calls. Why is it that I'm giving you this person who don't want to tell me the information, they're not going to let me do what I need to do, can't help me do my job, and you're trying to use agent empowerment, use your tools, this, that, and the third to de-escalate the call. All that's BS, bro. Take the call. They don't want to hear me. If they have spoke to five of me, and the other four people that hung up on them, transferred them, said they won't call them back, didn't call them back. Now they are at me and they, they're, they're, they're like in my ear, like I'm in y'all ear. And you BSing me when you could just take a call. I think I'm going to take that. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. Um, then I come back and well, tell him I'm in a meeting. You're not in a meeting. You're talking to me. What? Th- listen. One thing about these 1-800 numbers. Don't let these folks say they're going to call you back. Don't let these folks say that they're in a meeting. Keep going. Be a Karen until you get that manager. Because... I'll be a Karen. The agent can't hang up on you. They can't hang up on you. 
And if they got a rude attitude, give them a rude attitude back because you spent your money and they need to uh, take a personal day with all their attitudes. But also, listen, people, they take so many calls a day. You're not the only one. So you got to learn whatever is upsetting you, tone it down. Because they have also had the same thing, same calls over and over and over again. So if you could be nice to these people, be nice. Don't be a jerk for your package that got lost. That's not their problem. She never ordered it anyway. And I know I'm just going all around the tangents and tangents, but I'm just trying to give you different perspective of all these dead-end jobs and how meaningless they are. Be your own boss. Um, but yeah. And to add... Um, oh, you can go. And to add on top of be your own boss, to kind of provide y'all with some solutions, you know, some alternatives, some... Uh, how can you get out of this dead-end job situation that you're in? Invest in yourself, just like Cardia said, like, you know, start saving this money. You know, I, I talked to a couple old heads at my workplace now, and, you know, they just like, you know, y'all so, so young, like, this is the age where y'all supposed to have, like, two and three jobs. And I get what they saying, you know, you work these two or three jobs now, so, you know, about time you mid-40s, you know, middle age, whatever, you know, y'all could, you could low-key be chilling. Slide your way on through retirement in a couple more years. And I get that, but that's also, that's one, I guess that's one route. I don't know if that's my route per se. Right. I think that one job be killing me. Like Exactly. I think just having one is, is depleting my energy. It, 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 it stresses me out. Like it makes me angry because I'm dealing with incompetence. Like it's just, it, it just that that's one route though. If that 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 might be somebody else's solution, but from what you saying, what I'm saying, that ain't for us. So something else. Hey, like we doing? We got this plan. On. We got our, you know small businesses. We trying to work on. We gonna try and do our our revenue through there. Other career fields. We we might have to work these jobs right now to start working on what we have for the future, you know? Or that's another plan. You can or, be like you can be like me. I'm not gonna like, you know, cause I don't wanna reveal it too soon. But you know, you take a a class and this, that, the third, and get do something, be your own boss. Be your own pretty boss. Much. Invest. Yeah. And they're class together. We have the resources at our hands and the tools at our hands. We and some of y'all just really don't even realize it. Like, like take the class. That's what I'm saying. Like, and no, it ain't like school, school, but it's other ways you can go around it. You know what I'm saying? You don't always have to have that degree. But in living in this day and age, I'm telling y'all, y'all need that degree. So I'm always encouraged. So I'm encouraged to go to community college, a real university, or a trade school, something. You you gotta have something, some type of certification, license, or somebody, to, you know, to really give you that push forward. But you know, on top of that schooling background, like Curtis said, take a class, you know. Maybe you need a couple cooking classes so you can, you know, be on the road to owning your restaurant or becoming a, a you know, a chef somewhere. You know, take a couple uh 
audio classes, take a couple film classes, take a couple of nail, nail, hair, all that beautician school, you know. And if you gotta work these jobs just to get to there, then make that be your short-term goal, but never your long-term goal. And that's right. all I got to say on that. Right, take the money from these jobs to fund your dreams and your goals. Like stop all yeah. unnecessary shopping. Sometimes you gotta, you can't go to McDonald's every day and spend that five or ten dollars. You cannot. Uh, show can't. Show can't. I'm talking about peanut butter sandwiches at the house. Right, because you got you got goals. You know, that don't let that dream that you had ten years ago just be a dream deferred. Mm, we because love that. <laughs> right, like you, if you had. Your vision board, you had your plan, you had your dreams, you had your goals. Get them back. Manifest it, y'all. Manifest Bring it back. Do what you need to do. Like this job that you're working in the words of my uncle. Don't let this let this job be your stepping stone, not your tombstone. Look, P Valley. <laughs> I for real though, because these jobs it puts the wear and tear on the body and they are trying to send you to the early career. Like it's it's just when there's so many other routes and so many, it's so much more to life, like more life, like it's just the, the the possibilities are endless. And if you just, I'm glad we're having this discussion because if you need needed to hear this, I'm glad that we could be the people to come to y'all and say, hey, for this to be y'all wake up call, like, look, it ain't gonna always be like this. Sometimes you gotta hustle, sometimes you gotta grind. But take the solutions we done gave to y'all and try and bring it to fruition. Right. <clears throat> Be your own boss. Have multiple sources of income. Um I mean, this is so network. Oh my gosh. Networking opens so many doors. There are so many people who are in the same boat as you, have been in that same boat. Um network don't be stingy with the information that you have learned or you're learning it's just so many it's just so many outlets and ways I'm telling y'all like the doors are endless you just got to get your butt out that job and do it you gotta quit procrastinating maybe I'll go to work today no gotta do it today what are you waiting for it's easy yeah, and I know, I know it, it is, it can be scary. It really can. Like going for positions or starting your own business, like it's a big step, big leaf of faith. Like you, I know it's scary, but you just gotta like, you don't want to be living that what if type of lifestyle. Like, man, can I tell you, it's gonna sneak up on you. You're gonna be like, dang, I should have did this, that, that. Should have did that a little sooner. You know, man, to prevent all that, we telling y'all, right? Now we right. just telling y'all we just it, it, that's how it works. Like share this podcast with somebody that's like you feel like is in the dance because you might know somebody. It might not even be you. It might be your friend. They got a dead job that they hate all the time. Right? They, they complain to you they every, every day. single day. Like I know I have people who like like my friends. They they can tell you how my day and my jobs are like because as soon as I get out the door, I'm calling you like. Let me tell you what happened. Like they can tell right, you, what didn't happen now. Like, <laughs> like, they can tell you policies and procedures at certain jobs. Like <laughs> right. Man. And don't like I had a friend 
used to work in retail, not gonna say the company name, I but you know, they were experiencing some, you know, rudeness, uh, a little bit of racism at the job. And it's like, I know you not sitting here enduring a little, little bit of racism. I don't care if it's a little bit, a sprinkle, a lot of racism. Like that, that ain't flying for me. On top of it, you know, it's already been a crappy job. You know, you you crying over a, a, a minimum wage part-time job. Like you would never catch me so stressed out and so so much hatred I'm holding towards a job. Um, that's a daddy job. It's retail. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't y'all a bit racist? Uh uh-uh. uh. Like, man, that friend, she no longer works there, but like it took it's entirely too long for for uh for them to quit that job and I, me personally i still don't know how they lasted that long but yeah that's that's ridiculous like i got another friend you know same thing they well they had kind of like they job turns into a career but like it was just stressful, you know, like I'm talking about crying every other day, like, you know, just it, it ain't sad to, you know, f- tears of frustration, like it would pisses you off more. And it's just like, man, ain't ain't no job ever had me like that. Like, and I ain't saying be a quitter, be a quitter, because there is a difference between um, even just complaining about a job, you know, uh, I quit it. Mm, go to a new job. Oh, I don't like the way they talk to me. I'm gonna quit this job. No, it, it's a difference between talking about like pure emotional damage being done. Like I'm talking about in very lawsuit worthy uh, claims, and I'm just like, yeah, nah, that ain't the way to go. So that brings you know. Just to sum it up, y'all, just invest in your future. Anything that you're enduring is not um, is not going to last long, you know. And that's dead in jobs first. <laughs> I wanted. I want you to hear from me. I did say quit if you're unhappy. I did say don't take a lot of stuff. Now, that don't mean oh, because Morgan said she don't like your outfit that day quit. I ain't say that. There are some things and I know I'm kind of like, you know, stepping back a little bit, double standard, but to a certain degree, it's true. There are some things you will have to take. Like, I never quit because a whole bunch of he say, she say, pity drop, because that has happened at a job. I don't care about all that. I don't care about all that. I'm not going to quit because we had a staff meeting that lasted 15 minutes too long. I'm getting paid whether I'm working or I'm not. You know what I'm saying? But go where you're happy. And you 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 know if you're happy or not. You know. You know. That's another thing, though. Happiness within uh, being at your job. Like, yes, we all like money. And yes, we all want to live successful. But when I tell you, like, if you stuck between two decisions two different jobs, one paying a little less, one paying more. Money does not always equivalent to happiness either. Like, sometimes you gotta get paid a little less if you, you know, if you know you're gonna be a little happier at this job. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't always about monetary value. I just wanted to throw that kind of, um, throw that into the, the conversation too. Because I know a couple people in that situation too. It's like, yeah, they offering this, that, and that. You get this and that benefit and this benefit. But it's also like, mm, you know, and it's not your dream job. You you got your dream job, pay a little less, but who knows? It's room to grow in your dream job. There's other ways of grinding. Hopefully you invested like Cartier and Sly said. You know, yeah. get you a couple stocks, you know. <laughs> One thing about me, I might quit, but I definitely got some things invested. Right, you know. <laughs> so invest, <laughs> flip houses, invest in stocks. Like we I, we done talked about a couple of, you know, uh ways to generate uh revenue so we were trying to get on the game stop deal like <laughs> <laughs> like i already got stuff i do it you know stop Robinhood kind of in some uh hot water but <laughs> yeah so, all right don't be like me if you can't be like me because i invest okay i'll be i quit a job and gotta work for a month and live pretty great <laughs> pretty great so you you gotta you gotta make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Don't just quit if you know you ain't got some money tucked away somewhere. Don't be don't be ignorant now. And that's why I don't mind you know quitting a job. Cause one thing about me, I know how to bounce back. Or if working is not for you and you have to make money, there's DoorDash, there's Uber Eats, there's Instacart, OnlyFans. I did, I'm trying to be positive. So I'm not leaning them towards pornography. You know that there's people who um, do other stuff on OnlyFans. You know, you can sell your cooking stuff, whatever. The point is, make sure you securing the bag. Secure the bag, but secure the bag happily. Secure the bag on your own time. Be your own boss. So let's review. Be your own boss. Secure the bag. Quit that job if you need to and leave and that's on what dead end jobs oh my god this is your second time today because i feel be like and that's so period <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> i'm your host slide i'm cardia the Dara, and this has been and this has been let you finish the melted pie i was the gonna the do it yeah i was the melting pot the melting pot um <clears throat> thank you for listening do not forget to subscribe, share, follow us on social media at The Real Melting Pot. That's T-H-E-E, Real Melting Pot. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Melting Pot 16. Again, that's The Melting Pot number 16. DJ, take us out. Take us out.